Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the Lay Film Podcast. This is episode 56. And this is a podcast where we talk about movies and the world of cinema. I am your co-host, Richie, and here are my co-hosts. Kevin. Patrick. And today uh, is a very special episode because we have a very special guest with us. Um, writer, director, editor, uh, Randy Nunwell Jr. Hello, Thank Randy. You. Hi, everyone. That, you're the first person to say my last name like exactly how it's supposed to be said. So that's is, uh, that's good. What are like? How do people generally say it? Because I don't, I don't know. It I feel sounds like it, about right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in in America they get it right, but in England, uh, where I'm from, they're like, I've heard noodle, I've heard blundell. I, I don't know how they like mess mess it up so much. Um, but yeah, you did it, Richie. You got my name right. Thank you. Thank you for having um, me. <laughs> thank you for uh, joining us. I, I do try my best to get everyone's name right. Uh, I think it's uh, an important part of our identity and our origin story. So, um, yeah, Randy Noodle, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Noodle. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> Is this podcast um, named after you, Richard Lee? Lay film. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us I your like origin to say story. yes yeah uh yeah so uh, my origin story is that i grew up in sacramento um yeah my family's uh origin is in vietnam but um yeah i think we say lay because i don't know All if right, it's a vietnamese or french the, the episode. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, Randy, you're joining us today because we are going to talk about a film that you uh, made. And yeah, before we get started, though, I mean, I, I am a bit biased. So when we do talk about your movie, um, I'm going to be a little bit more giddy than usual. Oh. But uh, it's a <laughs> it is a, a Christmas uh, found footage horror film. And... Uh, I did want to bring up the fact that uh, if we have any found footage movies that we loved uh, growing up, or do we have any uh, found footage movies that we love uh, currently? You know, um, one comes to mind. I'm having difficulties remembering if it is fully a found footage movie or not, but... Um, do any, have any of you ever seen that one movie with Elijah Wood in it called Maniac? Uh, no. I, is that like a remake? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was uh back in like the early 2010s, but um, I have it pulled up on a uh, letterbox right now, and it says, as he helps a young artist with her upcoming exhibition, the owner of a mannequin shop's deadly suppressed desires come to the surface, and it has Elijah Wood. Um, and it's kind of like his POV as he enters into this weird, like shop factory. And, um, I don't know. I, I have like a huge, like, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fanboy for Elijah Wood. I, um, love the work that he makes. I love Spectre Vision, his, um, production company that he has. Uh, they do a lot of great work, especially, um, I think that they were a part of, uh, that they helped produce, uh, is it, um... The filmmaker who made Mandy with Nicolas Cage oh, okay. in it. 
Yeah, so his his company's great, and um, I love like a lot of the movies that Elijah Wood does. You I know, he's had an interesting career. Like, right? Um, right? <laughs> so, like, Lords of the Rings, big, massive film, but he has because that film was so successful. He he's gone down some weird indie indie route um, where he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to do a big film, I'm sure he can do it. If he wants to do small films, he can do it. And it, it seems like he enjoys what he's doing, uh, which which I really appreciate. Same. Like, I, I remember seeing him in, um, like, when I was a little kid, I watched this movie called The Good Son with him and Macaulay Culkin in it. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. I watched it, like, <laughs> yeah. multiple times growing up. Yeah, that movie scared the shit out of me when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, was that great. movie with the, where he had the weird haircut? That was a recent yeah. one. <sighs> where it was, like, he, he went to some uh, beach house and his dad was there. Oh, what was it called? He had a weird haircut. <laughs> a weird haircut. Wait, yeah. it came out this year? No, it came out a few years ago. He has glasses and he looks weird. Oh, what is it? I bet if I Google Elijah Woods haircut, it's going to tell me. I found, I found it. You found it? Yeah. Does it's it come to Daddy? Of, it's Return of the King. To, no. <laughs> Return of the King. <laughs> no, it's come, come to Daddy. Okay. okay, great. Yes, got it. Um, I have not seen that. I, isn't that like an action horror movie was, or was, something? It was, good. Or, it was I think it was like weird, like horror. Uh, weird haircut, but the sides. I remember the, the fade on the sides was good. Oh, okay. I used to have a haircut like that. <clears throat> nice. Did you put it off better than him? Uh, no. No? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, he's a better man than me. Oh. Well, he hasn't got a podcast named after himself. <laughs> you know what? So who's winning now? I, I doubt it. The Woods podcast? No, no thanks. That sounds dubious. <laughs> What's uh, everybody like a, else's uh, yeah. <laughs> favorite found footage movies? Uh, Cloverfield. I like Cloverfield. It's a fun one. That was uh, the first one I've seen. First found footage film I saw. Uh, I remember before... I went to see it. A lot of people get motion sickness. I saw it at the, the movie theater and that scared me. That scared me more than the film. Yeah. Uh, and I think the the, cre the credits when the music started, uh, that scared the shit out of me. But I think if I went back and watched it, I would enjoy it more now. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Richie? Uh, I really liked, well, the I guess first found footage movie I watched was probably Paranormal, Paranormal Activity. Yes. Um, I actually rented that on Netflix before they um, had a bunch of uh, access to all these movies. They sent me a DVD, uh, Paranormal Activity. That was like a long time ago. Wow. And yeah, that was like right around the time it barely started. Right. I so remember. yeah, I, I Netflix community season one and two and then i netflixed for activity so those are like the first two things that i like uh use netflix for what and yeah yeah wow. um parent activity and parent activity 2 fun fact that was like the scariest movie i've ever seen in theaters uh oh, really? same yeah i it's not a you know it's not a masterpiece by any means but it still scared the shit out of me so maybe uh i mean it did something right so nice um, yeah, I, I I was scared shitless. Uh, 
after I got home. And yeah, I didn't want to leave my room. And um, yeah, I got over it in a couple of days, but I was... How old are you? I, I, at the time, uh, yeah. uh, that was like, what, 2010, 2009? That was like, a, that was nine. So, oh. yeah. Nice. Okay. It, it took me, it took me like a week to get over that movie. Uh, I remember like I had to go to sleep with the TV on. Um, and if I didn't, I would keep like waking up at the same time that they woke up in the movies, like around like 2.30, like 3.30 in the morning. And I would just freak out at like the tiniest noises that uh, were like the house was making and everything like that. And yeah, that movie fucked me up. Like I, I legitimately for for like a, I want to say the first hour of the movie, I I thought that it was a real that it was all real footage for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my friends and I we ended up making a tradition of like each time like a new edition came out, we would all like pile in our cars to go see it all together. Nice. Wait, so you went to sleep with the TV on? Did you watch yeah. The Ring at the time? Oh god, no. I I, I steered clear from uh, that movie as as well as a Blair Witch Project. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like gr- growing up, I I did not like horror movies whatsoever. I got scarred very early on as a kid. Um and it wasn't only in it wasn't until like that period of my life like where I started watching these types of films that um uh, I started to open the door to him a bit more, and now I absolutely love horror films. I just mm-hmm. can't play horror video games. Right, right. <laughs> I, I was the same. Like growing up, I wasn't really into horror films, and I feel like the the last few uh, years I've been getting into them more. Because um, that I I didn't like them before because you see a lot of the same things in horror, but um, I think now I like that you see a lot of similar things and there there are bigger horror films that uh try different things and they combine genres which i which i like um i i'd probably say that's one of my favorite genres now what's uh, um what's one of your favorite uh found footage movies you know uh so i me and my co-director rob we did a another found footage before the christmas tapes we did one called infrared and when we were preparing for infrared i was watching so many uh, found footage films and I didn't really watch them before uh, so it was a long list um, I would from the top of my head I would say Hell House LLC if anyone's seen that Ooh, I have not seen no, that that's definitely that's that's one of the best ones and uh, I it's just coincidental that uh, our distributor Terror Films that's one of their big uh, films that they distributed uh, Hell, Hell House LLC Digging Up the Marrow was another good one uh, it had the guy from the dad from twin peaks i know uh kevin is a twin peaks fan oh ray wise uh, was in it yeah what? he was in it yeah that's that was a really that's a good one um grave encounters another good one there, yeah there were a few from the top of my head those ones stand up um yeah you guys get to a uh, quarantine say again that do you guys see a quarantine that early like or maybe early 2000s oh the like, the remake of uh wreck yeah i was gonna say rick i haven't seen rick rick is a yeah rick, rick was the spanish version of that that came up before uh, okay there's one where the news team goes yeah. to the uh, apartment yes yeah mm-hmm. that's like the only other scary one i remember 
Oh, dang, it, Patrick, it, 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 you let me down, man. You didn't say wreck before quarantine. I said my thoughts. Oh, but uh, but those are that's a movie that stood out to you, Patrick. And like the the whole found when I think of found footage movies this day, like that one jumps to like the forefront of my mind just for how scared I was as like a kid watching it. Though like, I didn't even finish it, I just got up and left. It was on my <laughs> cable. Nice. I was like in junior high, maybe or early high school. I don't even think that though. I think I was at my aunt's house way back when. Yeah, man, we gotta do a. Yeah, we gotta do a rec one, a rec uh, review, because I think you would uh, like that one. No, I'll stick to quarantine. I'll stick to quarantine. <laughs> the remake, Paranormal oh. Activity, though, I I did like. Uh, I watched that long, long. This was like two thousands, uh, around the time it came out, and I remember the end scared yeah. me. There was all that tension, and then the I can't remember something got thrown at the the camera or something, and that scared me. Right. <clears throat> Actually, you know what? I I don't know if it's Parental Activity or Blair Witch that I watched first, but you know, can't go on without saying that Blair Witch, you know, is still still a pretty good movie that holds up to this day, in my opinion. Okay. Fair enough, Richie. <laughs> but um, yeah. Oh, and Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter is great. If you guys haven't seen I, that, I, I want to see great that film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh. Let's move on, and Randy, we would love to talk about your movie, The Christmas Tapes. Um, it is actually premiering pretty much uh, next month. Yes. Uh, so be released. Are you excited? On, yes, very excited. We we have a premiere coming up in Sacramento on December fourteenth, and then it's going to be released on streaming and video demand on. December 16th. I believe that's worldwide. Which is exciting. Uh, I can't wait to show people. People who've, who have seen it so far uh, say they like it or they're lying. I don't know, but it makes me happy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, good thing you're surrounded by, you know, the harshest film critics alive, so... Perfect. Just I've so never been know. on a podcast where because you, you give scores at the end, right? Uh, yes, we're gonna yeah, generally um, talk about the film. We'll give our scores and we'll you know talk about spoilers and whatnot. Yeah, I, I, I've never been on the podcast where they they rate the film. So uh, if if I go silent, then we understand why. Uh, I'm sure it's gonna be six out of five all rounds. I can't wait. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm excited to see your film like actually in theaters because um, oh, <laughs> for you're gonna say I'm excited to see the film for the first time, and I was like, what what are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, right, I didn't do any homework, didn't take any notes. Uh, but no, it's uh, I feel like found footage is best seen in theaters, right? So, um, I think that would enhance the experience, especially in particular like a horror film. Um, yes. So, yeah, before we talk about it, I would love to give a, a quick synopsis. Um, the Christmas Tapes, directed by uh, Randy Nunwell Jr. and Robert Livings. And it is an anthology Christmas horror film about a, a family's movie night on Christmas Eve, which is interrupted by a stranger 
um, who is insistent on making the next Christmas classic film himself, which is a synopsis from Letterboxd. Um, so yeah, uh, Randy, uh, what are your impressions of this movie? <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. I've, no one's ever asked me that. Uh, I've... <laughs> I, I obviously I'm biased. Uh, I like the film. Uh, it's a fun film. I think so. It's an anthology uh, horror comedy, but I think each short in the in the film caters to different people. So you have the the Greg segment, which wraps around the all the shorts. The first film is more traditional kind of horror found footage. The middle one. Um, is more like torture kind of stuff. And then the last one starts as horror, but then goes into, leans into comedy a lot. Um, oh, and then we have the segment, the really short segment in the middle, the more bizarre, bizarre part. It reminds me of just like some random, random uh, shit you see on Adult Swim, like two in the morning. Um, I don't know if I should use the word shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think there's yep. something for everyone. We uh, when we talk to a lot of people, they all tell us different things. Hey, that this this bit was my favorite bit, or this other bit was my favorite bit. Uh, so it's, it's interesting to hear different people's opinions um, and what they like. So hopefully, there's something for everyone. Yeah, that's a um, <clears throat> that's a really great um, you know overview of the film. Um, that perfectly describes it. I mean, you you did write it and direct it, right? So, uh, I hope yeah. So. I mean, I'll I'll give you. <laughs> I mean, I'll give you my impression. Uh, I mean, I, I saw your other film, Infrared, um, which I enjoyed. It was very entertaining. Uh, I liked Greg Sestero in that, and Greg <laughs> Sestero stars in this film. And I think he, I love, uh, I like the. I feel like there's more of him in this film. And, uh, yeah, I think because there are so many uh, different stories, you get a, different types of flavors. So, um, obviously my favorite is just whenever we get back to, uh, his character. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know what? No one's yeah. actually said that. Really? I'm, yeah. I'm glad you, wow. a lot of people, a lot of people say, uh, they really like Greg, uh, Greg's character, but no one has said that's their favorite segment. Which makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I kind of wish there was more there. Yeah. Like first initial impressions, like I, I felt like um, I was more invested in that in that aspect. Like I wanted to know more of like what what was going to happen next, you know? Because um, obviously, in the story, uh, he he uh, he does hold up this family. He forces them to watch these tapes, but like, uh, yeah that aspect is pretty interesting to me because I don't know if you ever watched like VHS, which is what this yes, yeah. film reminded me of. Um, I was always interested in what's going on like currently in the present, you know, the person watching the tapes, what's going on in the background. That aspect is always like uh, creepy and disturbing to me. Yes. And uh, his part was just, I don't know, it was funny. <laughs> good, good. Uh, it was really entertaining. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my impression so far. Uh, what What do you guys think? Uh, I definitely agreed. I I really enjoyed uh, the bits with the family 
and uh, Greg's character as well. I I love the fact that uh, you know he just shows up with like this <laughs> random box and just like you could tell that like I mean I love like all the tiny little seeds that were planted where you know he's like oh I don't have to come inside oh I don't want to put you out and just leading them astray only for them to you know warm up to him even more. It's like a, a common like manipulative tactic that you know nefarious people like that do yeah. and it's and it's really funny seeing greg play that kind of character because you know i of course i'm sure like everyone here like has seen him in the room right um and it's like such a stark difference you know of a character seeing like him him play in this in this kind of thing wait um, uh what's the room Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm just that, that, oh, I was gonna say, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that movie in high school, and um, it it just took over my entire video production class. <laughs> I storm. Um. Anyways, uh, I really enjoyed seeing him play this kind of character and seeing like the family dynamic, um, especially with the uh, the daughter character. Um, how you know she immediately like unwraps this gift. It's like a camcorder. Um, and I love like the banter that went on between all of them and Greg being like, okay, you know, you're, you're an upcoming filmmaker. You got to get yeah. a Fellini type shot yeah, yeah. and like this kind of thing. Like I loved hearing all that stuff. Um, one of my it, favorite lines was, um, when he said, we're going to do a profile like Fellini. She's like, who? And he's like, don't ever say that again. That's one yeah. of my favorite lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, um, was that improvised? by the way, or was that written into the oh, script? Oh, so, um, the whole film is improvised, so me and... Oh my uh, god. Yeah, me and Rob have, uh, we write an outline, so each scene we know the beginning, the end, and we give each uh, actor the character goals, so the, we give the characters beforehand, um, and the character, uh, the actors, obviously, get into character, and each of them have goals, so usually... Uh, for example, I'll go and talk to one actor and then Rob will go and talk to another actor, but we're both on the same page. Um, so sometimes Rob might add something or I might add something when we give our notes and uh, it's just interesting to see what comes up on screen. So like, for example, the Greg parts, I told Greg, um, keep picking on the dad, uh, but the dad didn't know the actor, Todd, who played the dad, he didn't know. So throughout the, throughout the film, he just keeps picking on him or... We knew the mistletoe scene was coming up, so I purposefully put uh, the sun in the middle because I knew it was going to be awkward, but the actors didn't know. Uh, or he didn't, the sun didn't know. Uh, we told him in advance, like, okay, there's going to be this mistletoe scene, you come to one, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Uh, but Josh, the, the the actor played the sun, he didn't know. So it's all improvised. Um, yeah, all those lines were... That's why it's, <laughs> it's just interesting seeing Greg come out of all this, all these little one-liners. I don't know where it's come from. <laughs> it, it seems so. It seems so believable, um, and I think that you know, hearing both yours and uh, Rob's directing approaches, it just makes it all the more enriching to hear about that as well. Um, and if anything, I can imagine, like as an actor, that's like got to be so liberating and so much fun to be able to like you know get all the more immersed in that sort of role and just sort of like have fun with it and yeah. kind of have like some sort of direction of where to go but allowing them to take whichever route they want to take you know to get there in the end uh, as the end result um for sure I, yeah I, and also hearing your thoughts on um 
each segment how it sort of caters to a specific type of audience because to me it seems like you are like a, a an avid horror fan like as as you know coming into it later in life um and it's cool to see like this sort of appreciation shine through in each of these segments for each specific like little micro genre yes. of uh of this type of like horror um and yeah, I I kind of want to hear a bit more about like how um, it went with all of those other uh, snippets, but I'm sure that we'll get to that soon enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, Patrick, uh, what did you think of the film? I uh, I agree with you, Richie. I really like the uh, Greg scenes. I love how it's uh, it, it weaves together all the other shorts. Uh, one of the funny, not funny, but. When uh when he's first introduced, I thought for sure he's gonna be a vampire. <laughs> he doesn't oh, yeah. walk in until he's uh, invited in, and then he has the kind of like a what is it a Matt Damon haircut from Interview with a Vampire going on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's gonna be the twist. But then he has a gun. I was like, oh, okay, it's not that. But yeah, I uh yeah, I just really like the uh, how it's all interwoven through this little small, a small but through this setup and the whole films in this year, little, this little horrible family night. You know, uh, it's, it's funny cause, uh, we had all the segments planned. Uh, so we did, we did the, the scarecrow one first, then we filmed Greg's parts. We filmed the, the Santa one, and then we filmed the paranormal Perry one. So we had all of them planned all the outlines. But the untitled segment we didn't have planned. So we had to film Greg's parts because he was in the area and he was only available then. So when he picks, he puts the tape in, we told him, okay, we, we haven't uh, planned this one yet. So just put the tape in. We wrote untitled. He puts it in. And then when he pulled the tape out, he goes, well, that one was a little weird. So we're like, okay, we have to uh, think of something that's super short and super weird that will justify that line. Uh, so that's how that two-minute segment came about um the power of improvisation man yeah it just shows uh how um talented greg sestero is and yeah. i don't know like if if he planned his own look but i have to agree with that <laughs> like i love his look but like also when he walked in the house he looked pretty uh menacing and like almost like a serial killer so i'm sorry greg if, <laughs> if that really how you looked but it's just like i knew that there was some some trouble you know <laughs> that was gonna happen it, yeah. so it, um it sort of reminded me of uh the film funny games in a yes way. yes uh, so did you did you both like take inspiration from that film at all i i haven't seen that film uh but I know I know the film. Rob's Rob's someone who's seen like you name any film, you name big film, you name small film, a film uh, made in the middle of nowhere. He's he's probably seen it. Um, or heard he, of it, yeah. Or heard of it, yeah. Uh, but he <laughs> he has a wide taste. So uh, when we finished filming Infrared, so Greg's character Jeff uh, is the villain in Infrared. Um, after filming, Greg said, "Hey, I had like lots of fun. We should do it again." Uh, I think he just liked the freedom of improvising and he enjoyed the character and he was getting a lot of good feedback from the character because he tours around the world. Um, damn it, I forgot what I was saying. 
Yeah, that yeah, I li- I like the fact that that character. Oh, uh, yes. This, so, this yeah. film is almost yeah, like yeah, a okay. spiritual like sequel in a way because yeah. he that is the same character. So yeah, because I I looked it up on IMDb and I was like, whoa, okay, that's the same guy. So um, that yeah, was pretty so, enriching to to see that. Yeah. So uh, after we finished filming, uh, Rob messaged me like I think during the infrared edit, and he was like, hey, how about we have an idea? How about we make a Christmas horror film, found footage style, and we have uh, the the Jeff character, like he breaks into a family's house and he makes them, forces them to watch his Christmas films. And I was like, haha, yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm joking. But I, I knew he wasn't joking. Um, and then I think like two months later, he pitched it again. He was like, I'm being serious. Greg loves Christmas. So Greg apparently really likes Christmas and Rob loves Christmas. And I was like, oh man. This idea sounds kind of dumb, but um, uh, <laughs> I want to do it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> then it got made. Um, <laughs> I so, love that segue. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he, uh, I, I remember waking up uh, super early. It was like five in the morning. And this was a few weeks ago. And Rob messaged me saying, uh, Greg keeps pitching. He wants to do same character Jeff, but he wants to do it like, like collateral style. You know, the one with Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx. Oh yeah, right. So apparently he wants yes. to do that character, and he wants he wants it to be collateral. And I was like, "What? No!" And then I was started thinking about it like twenty minutes, like twenty minutes later, and I was like, "Oh no, I can imagine it. I don't know if this is good. So maybe we'll make that. I don't know. We'll see." <laughs> yeah, you should make this a trilogy now. Yeah, I you know, <laughs> a lot of people like his character. And I think with with the Christmas tapes, he leaned more into it uh, with more of the comedy, uh, which I think worked well. So I'm glad to hear that all three of you liked um, his segments in particular, because a lot of people, yeah, like, like I said, a lot of people like the character a lot, but no one's actually picked that as their favorite segment. Maybe they don't consider it a segment. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a that's an interesting point. Like, because perhaps somebody just or. Anybody who sees the movie could just see it as, oh, you know, this is the actual film, but like the more memorable bits are the segments because, you right. know, it's an anthology. Um, but no, I, I think that uh, once again, like that entire scene or that that entire setup makes the film for me like I'm I'm invested in that story the most. Um, and I, I also want to ask a question about. Um, so is is this uh like the first anthology film that you've made yes and i How, believe rob as well yeah but you've made like of course like infrared as well and and that's like a a, a you know a more uh single like a linear nar- narrative i'd imagine um yep. so what are what are some of your like favorite things uh about you know creating an anthology film versus like let's say a you know a normal like narrative style uh that's a good question um so it's funny because uh, Rob's wife, Sierra, he was telling her, hey, uh, we're going to be doing this anthology film. And she was saying, I think it's going to be more work. He's like, no, it's going to be less work because they're, they're short, little short films. So they're not going to take that long. I, obviously, it was much more work. Um, but <laughs> what, <laughs> what I liked about this was uh, what I mentioned earlier, that each segment is a different tone. Um and we had great actors attached. So we had Greg for the, the wraparound. We had uh, Vernon Wells playing Santa. We had Dave Sheridan playing Paranormal Perry. So it was good to 
get all, all these guys to to uh, film for a day. Um, yeah, and then and then just having this wrap around to Greg and trying to link all the films together was was fun. I think it's really cool that um, you both are like able to be comfortable enough with your directing and like writing styles in order to experiment with uh, you know this sort of project. Um, something that it, it seems like um, uh, that neither of you have like experienced before prior to making this. And I personally like really enjoy hearing about, you know, people's like journeys into the unknown and seeing like what they walked away from the entire experience with. And um, because like there's so many like there's so many um, cool things that you can do with anthology style films, like it doesn't have to necessarily be in the same vein or like genre or anything right. like um uh one film that comes to mind is um is a film by Jim Jarmusch I remember seeing um it has like Winona Ryder in it um I'm going to see if I could look it up really quick cuz the exact name is slipping my mind but um it's like the end of or tonight's the end of the world or so, I don't know something like that I'll, I'll remember it in a bit, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I personally really love anthology films. Um, like one of our favorite films that we all talked about on this pro on this podcast was a film called wild tales. Um, that that's a foreign film and it is basically all centered around like this, this madness that is like taken over all of like the people like that are being shown on screen, whether it's like a short segment of like a, of a hit and run or a road rage gone wrong or a marriage gone wrong or a, a person waiting in line at the DMV gone wrong, like that sort of thing. Right. I have to check that out. Never heard of that one. So, yeah. Um, with that being said, would we like to go give our scores and... Get, get into a deeper dive of the Christmas tapes. Um, so yeah, uh, Randy, what, what would you uh, give this film? Uh, what's your score? Uh, letterbox. You do like letterbox ratings, right? Yes. Okay, so letterbox doesn't allow this, but hopefully for this film they do. I'm going to give it a six out of five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I believe. I believe that's uh, a yeah, three hundred percent. Three hundred percent. That's a hundred and twenty. We can give it three hundred percent. That'd be fifteen out of five. Yeah, I think I did the math wrong, but you know, you know better than me. <laughs> I'll just go and review it in like three different accounts. Five stars. Five stars all around. Um, Patrick, right. uh, what, what, yeah, give, what give it, give it. it. I'm not, I'm not offended. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna give it a 1.5 out of 5. <laughs> 1.5 out of 5, okay. Yeah, uh, and yeah, we'll go in depth. Uh, I did love, I did love a lot of the premises, but, uh, you know, I did love the through line with, uh, Greg's character, but, uh, a lot of the other stuff just didn't land for me, uh, and yeah, I look forward to discussing it. Okay. What about you, Richie? Um, I would give it a three point two five. 
Um, 3.25. Yeah, on, okay, Randy, on, I Randy know, honestly, I, I, I actually... I didn't even know Letterboxd uh, did 3.25. Well, uh, I feel like it wasn't quite a 3.5, but it also okay. wasn't a 3. Okay, I'll take so it. So I'm like, all right, it can teeter between those two. But yeah, I would like to see it again in theaters. Because I feel like the, the experience would be much different. Um... But yeah, I out of the two films that I, I've seen from yours, like Infrared and uh, Christmas Tapes, I don't know for some reason I really liked Infrared. <laughs> okay. More. I, yeah. Um, but I think it's also because like the the anthology, the idea of the anthology, like you get different things, and there are some things that didn't hit me as strongly as I I felt it should have, and there are other parts where like I don't know, like I really liked. Santa Claus segment um that one's probably like out of the tapes that one's probably uh my favorite nice um with Vernon Wells and um I'm sorry his name is escaping me oh uh, J- uh Jason uh Quee Kendall I think that he uh I thought he did a really great job in that segment and then th- th- just the effects I thought that was really good so that was incredibly memorable to uh to me so um yeah, I think it's also because uh, I don't know. I, I really wanted more from the uh, the the storyline with the family, and okay. I was like, "Damn, I wanted more of that." But um, we'll we'll talk more in the spoilers. And I was originally wanting to see this movie at the um, premiere that you all were gonna have, but then when uh, Richie told me that he was actually gonna have you on here. And like we were gonna get like exclusive access, you know, to getting like a, a preview to it. Like, oh damn, this is cool. Um, I honestly want to refrain from my score until I see it in a theater, um, because to me, like this movie, it seems like you all know, like you, it seems like it's being made for a specific audience, and like it brings me back to in high school where I used to watch. Um, Films like, you know, like Silent Night, Deadly Night, like all these like schlocky, like horror movies that end up developing like a huge cult fan base around them. And I, like I said, I just want to wait until I see it in the theater. That way I can like, you know, experience alongside of the audience because it seems to me like this is that kind of film where you have to like experience it with alongside other people. That way you're you know, like all the inside jokes that develop from it, they end up coming to life. And it seems like, you know, I still have, I need to see infrared. I literally just looked it up a few days ago and found it on Tubi. So I have it on my, uh, wish list or my watch list right now. And I didn't realize that, um, Greg was in that movie as well. And that you brought him back into this film. And it leads me to hope that like, you know, if this ends up, you know, resonating with like the the fan base from like infrared as well as like newcomers alike, maybe it'll like propel even more works similar uh, where you have like this exploration of like these themes from the from infrared into this movie into like something else maybe. Um, so yeah, I uh, enjoyed like it, it reminded me a lot of uh, those kinds of films um, back in the day like. I even made like parodies of the of those films uh, in my video production class <laughs> yeah, because yeah. like 
like uh wait isn't there's like this one where it's like garbage day and i think that's from silent oh. night deadly night too yeah yeah i think yeah i think i've heard of that before yeah <laughs> but um yeah i i love the fact that you guys like it seems like you have a diehard fan base like already um you know i went to the student showcase that you all had uh recently for your workplace and stuff that um and it seems like everybody there was like having a great time and it was like really cool to be a part of that and i'm gonna wait until i get to experience that again all right that was a good escape kevin <laughs> uh, but in, in all seriousness um i think watching it with an audience is a completely different feel so um with infrared uh when we finished like i edited it so I, i've seen it like a hundred times and then if i watched it with someone it'd be with rob or a close friend or whatever but then when we saw it at the movie theater it was like a completely different experience it was like i was watching it for the first time because you get people's reactions like people were laughing at stuff um little jokes uh, that we didn't expect a, a big laugh from or people getting scared at certain parts were like oh okay we didn't know that was that scary uh, so it's a whole different experience when you watch it uh with other people so yeah yeah and and one other thing i want to emphasize too is that it's not every day that I get to see, you know, a new film, like a new local film for that matter. Um, the last time I got to see something from a local filmmaker was probably back in July, maybe June or July at uh, the Dreamland Cinema. But prior to that, I can't recall seeing any Sacramento films other than, you know, at a festival like a few years back. Right. But to actually see like a feature film that you know this isn't your first time around making one like this is like like you both have like learned from like your past experiences and like come into it with this like i've never been able to actually see a film open <laughs> like a local one and it's i don't know i'm looking forward to it cool yeah i'm looking forward to seeing the bring the twin G uh peaks jacket Oh yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> so yeah, uh with that being said, let's uh let's just go right into spoilers and talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh everything in between. So um Yeah, uh I would love to start off by saying that um going off of what I said earlier about this segment with the uh, Santa Claus. Um, that, that part was, uh, my favorite, um, besides maybe the, uh, Paranormal Perry. I like that one too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious. Like, how did you guys do the, uh, the effects for, uh, the Santa Claus one at the end? Cause I know <laughs> that this film was very, very like low budget. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah. are you talking about the head explosion? Yes. Oh, okay. So, uh, what we did there, um, so they had the, I don't know if there's an American word, the cracker thing. That's not, not offensive, right? The Christmas cracker. <laughs> um, so what they did, both, both, uh, actors, uh, brought it to his mouth and then they were told, uh, for a few seconds, but we have our friend Taylor who worked on the film. He did VFX, and he I think he put it on Blender, 
and he was like blowing his head up and i i don't know what the whole process was but he was like sending us stills there was one bit where he looked like uh there was a still he looked like leatherface from texas chainsaw massacre and um it, yeah it was weird because i don't know all the details but he has to put in like an equation or something for the physics so he couldn't control oh, wow. it and it took loads of uh attempts uh like rob would say oh it's, it's too much the, like the skin's flapping everywhere and taylor's like okay i'll, I'll try to do it again it's gonna take me hours to export and uh, then we then we managed to get it right. Uh, you should have all, the skin yeah. flap everywhere. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> so that was uh, uh, done on computer. Honestly, I thought uh, I thought some of it was practical, or at least I don't know. It, the the head explosion wasn't practical, but everything else. Uh, okay. Yeah, like when he cut his ear off, that was practical. Uh, we had our uh, special effects artist uh, Dan Acosta. He was great. Um, he was super into it as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think the actor, uh, Jason, uh, hopefully I'm not saying his last name wrong, but, uh, Kui Kendall, I thought he did, I thought he was one of the best performers in the film in general. So, Thank you. um, he's a yeah, local, like, I think he, he does a lot of big theater things, uh, like in the Bay Area, because when, when he was filming, he, he was mentioning that he was in a play. Uh, I know he's quite big in the community. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was one of the uh, the standouts, um, as well as like uh, you know Luis Harding as Jess in the uh, the first tape. Yes. Um, although the only reason why like I that one wasn't one of my favorites because like um, you know no offense to the to the actor that played. Uh, her boyfriend Dave. I don't know. I, I couldn't like get into his character, or like okay. I, I, I thought that his um, performance was kind of lacking to me. I know he's supposed to be like this kind of goofy, you know, you're not supposed to take him that seriously type of character. But um, I don't know. Like her performance next to his, I, I was more invested in her. So it's just like, I think maybe that's why I was kind of okay. like mixed about that. So yeah. I also I really like the first tape as well. But uh, I was curious, how long were you guys up near like Donner Summit? Was it like a weekend production or was no, it? No, that was, uh, so a lot of it was filmed in one day. Uh, so we went up, I think we pretty much filmed in sequential order, um, except the bit in the tent we did the next day. Um, and then we hid cuts uh, with the whip pants. Uh, so yeah, that was done the next day. So yeah, weekend. So Patrick, is that where the uh, half the, uh, the point five stars came from? Uh the the point five <laughs> came from the uh, the commitment to the art and just pure mutual respect for a creator. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, I did. I did really like the uh, you guys did capture. I know it's all uh, has the home the home footage aesthetic. But you know, it's, there's some really great, beautiful shots of the nature in the region, and it's it's it is like Kevin mentioned, it is so. Uh, you know, like I think the gas station they're at, it's like oh, I've been there like one time maybe, and it's really cool to see that in the future of like oh, I 
you know, that's like two miles away, three or not two miles, two hours away from where I currently <laughs> live. I was going to say, I'm surprised you got signal if you live up there. I'm using the SpaceX, whatever that thing is. <laughs> no, I, I got to say, I um I enjoyed the first one a lot, too, especially the uh, the banter that went on between the couple. Um, I could definitely like I, I definitely bought the story itself. Like it, it seems, you know, because we live in such an influencer culture now yeah. where everybody like i mean i'd imagine that a lot of like youtubers or any anybody uh feels the need to like you know constantly be on the lookout for what to record what to capture in order to share with other people and my favorite part of that uh segment was the conversation in the car where um you know you have uh one partner saying oh well why why do we have to like film everything like it doesn't like why can't we just go off and do this thing on our own you know or why can't we just go home and like have cookies like get drunk like that sort of thing and then you have the the offside or the, the other partner basically stating you know like this is important to me why don't you want to be a part of this with me it's not even that difficult um i think that those real moments sort of like they they humanize the characters for me while watching it and it made me invested in seeing what was going to happen uh when they decide to go off to fucking donner lake in the middle of winter like what do you think is going to happen right. like, but like i could totally like i buy the fact that those characters would go out and do that uh first and foremost for the for the partner who you know is really dedicated to those 200 followers and like <laughs> subscribers and then also for the for the other partner who is just wanting to you know appease their partner and like give the you know show them that they are trying and you know trying to make the best of it and that's sort of what makes their their scuffle at the uh campsite all the more rewarding to see like um because you have her blowing up you know and being like oh well, yeah you've you've been this way the entire time like that i i know you said i know you said that you didn't want to do this because you keep saying it over and over again and then you have him being like oh yeah we're gonna like cook steaks inside of this little mug right now <laughs> being a complete asshole about it but also understandably so because he doesn't want to be freezing his ass off in like the middle of donner lake um and i i really liked the endearing moment uh in the tent where you know he wakes up in the middle of the night uh, puts on the Christmas glasses and then it's like such a small little moment where you know he wakes her up and she's like enjoying the fact that he is actually trying and that he does apologize for being rude and everything like that and then seeing the uh the scarecrow come back at that moment or uh I, I forget the specific name of the monster what, what was it uh, uh, Hans Trap Hans Trap okay yeah um I I enjoyed seeing that uh, Hans Trap come back and then sort of like test them again you know um, I I really enjoyed that first one a lot um, I think that that one was probably my favorite oh, um, nice. although, although I, I did really enjoy uh, was it Paranormal uh, what was it Perry. Paranormal Perry, Perry. Paranormal, yeah. Paranormal Perry uh, I enjoyed like the, the shift to comedy in yes. that segment a lot yeah, Dave. Uh, Dave Sheridan to play Paranormal Perry's great. He 
like there would be bits uh, when we're filming and we'd start laughing and he wouldn't break character. Like the the bit at the end when he says, uh, kill my family. And he looks at the camera and he's like, I killed my family on Christmas. Or something like that. We were laughing so <laughs> much, but he was just stayed in character. Like he did not break. And even like when we weren't filming, he'd be doing stuff uh, like the little Christmas ornament that was broken. He was in the back trying to super glue it and he had a hairdryer and he was like trying to dry it and then it didn't work. So he taped it all up and he just pulled it out of his pocket and the actress didn't know. And so she was she was shocked. The same thing with the bell when he threw the bell and she's like it gasps and she looks shocked. That was real because she didn't yeah. know that was going to happen. I, I did really enjoy that reveal of the ornament again. And he's like, yeah, you know, yeah. I took some art artistic liberty. Yeah. With it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and um, there was also one line where um, he like makes a callback to a line that uh, was it Ian. I think Ian says it like, oh, how who the hell is going to like do the perform this on like Christmas Day or something like that. And then <laughs> Perry like makes a callback to that line again. Um, and it's it's just completely deadpan. <laughs> I like I'm a huge fan of deadpan humor. Yeah. Um, and I really yeah I think that that uh, segment really uh, uplifted the film in a way that you know like you said men like you mentioned earlier it has a little bit of something for everybody. And plus like who doesn't like Christmas or or horror themed Christmas films? <laughs> like <laughs> like honestly we need more of them. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I, uh, I yeah, like his. Uh, oh, sorry, Rita. You go. No, you go. You go. I'm coughing anyway, so I'll mute my mic real quick. <clears throat> oh, um, yeah. I was gonna say, like, I, I liked his his improv in the film, like when he was uh, talking about how he 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 lives in his car. Or he was like <laughs> just kidding about saying that, and like um, how he like walks there, and then when he left and came back, he had like. Fucking um, scratch marks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, I'm sure, like, what you guys planned that whole thing, right? So I don't, I don't know if you like really what? got involved by cab. <laughs> no, so we have the we had the scenes planned, and uh, we said, okay, so you've gone to pick up your equipment. Now you come back. Uh, he was like, hey, how about I just put some dirt on my face and put my clothes and some cat scratches he said to dan the makeup eyes can, can we do that and dan was like yeah if you want to do that and we're like all right let's do it he had a he had a lot of <laughs> input so even like the pen pentamus gram or whatever he called it at the, uh, <laughs> the at the end, yeah <laughs> he, originally when we did it we uh i think it was like i don't know if it was me or rob or some other crew member they just put in a circle and he comes in he's like no we can we can make this better. And then he sat there for like 15 minutes making this uh, pen, pen, uh, pentagram. Uh, so he was really committed, which is which is great, which made it more fun to to work with him. Yeah, I love yeah, the Christmas lights, you know, like uh, framing it all up and everything <laughs> like that. And I loved um, the bit where Perry's like, oh, you know, you can hold Ian, Ian's hand too if you want. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's so like... He, he's such like a scene stealer. It's amazing. I, I didn't want, yeah. want to say I love the uh, the line. It was all with and with the context of how improv certain scenes were. The uh, the great one where he holds, I think it's the ornament that's like possessed. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, like you guys wait, you guys touch this. Like you can't touch. You shouldn't have touched this. Like oh no. And then he's holding it the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It's great that the. The uh, boyfriend character who's like manning the camera at that scene 
you know, throws in the whole like, well, you're touching it right now. And like, it feels like 15 <laughs> seconds passes of him like <laughs> contemplating what he's done. <laughs> 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 yeah he's, he's a really funny guy uh that was like just his uh his parts all the material we had we could have easily made uh an hour and a half feature it was like so much stuff we had to cut um and ironically that was going to be the sh uh, one of the shorter segments we're like all right let's we're going to make it 15 minutes and i think the first cut was 45 and then we cut it down to like 30 something my god oh, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, no, Dave Sheridan did a, I thought he did a great job. He's easily like my, uh, second favorite, um, <laughs> of the, of the tapes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, his, his line where he, he told Ian to like sit over, like position himself in that circle. And he was like, you be the power bottom. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying when he said that. So I don't know. See, it's the little, the little boy humor in me was like cracking up. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so many great one-liners. <laughs> yeah he's great and then, then there were there were loads of funny ones there was a there was one segment we cut out and then rob was like oh, can we, let's put it back in i was like no we need to because when when uh improv films are super long the first thing you have to start cutting is the comedy because you need to keep the the story strong and uh shorter compact uh but there was a bit where he's looking around the house and there's um what are they called when people paint the wall a bit to see what it looks like? A swatch? Is that the word? I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, like where you yeah. have like a little test strip. Yeah, so, so um, because the house we used, it was actually Rob's friend. They just moved in. That's why it was empty. And they were like, yeah, you can film. Uh, so I think they did that. So then Dave's walking around. He's like, well, what's this? You uh, get angry at night? Maybe slap her, slap your girlfriend? It's like something like that. And then they're like, no, it's just a paint swatch. And he's like, oh, oh just, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it was super funny uh and rob was like let's put it back in i'm like ah but we gotta cut down the the time maybe maybe there'll be a extended edition um but dave always brings up like yeah we should do something else with paranormal perry so maybe that that'll be in in the future christmas tapes too we'll see <laughs> Ooh, i'd be down for that <laughs> see i could i could easily easily see like this this uh film developing like a a very diehard fan base um, where you do have like those one-liners and you do have like those callbacks and, and then it, it just encourages you all to like create something new, like another installment with it. And then it's like, you're soon enough, you're developing your own micro community and it's amazing. Like when that kind of stuff happens. For sure. Yeah. Uh, fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah. I'm glad, um, you know, you got all these actors to do, you know, improv and uh, I'm glad that, you know, you didn't have to do any work in the writing process. So uh, good for you, Randy. Richie, we did, we did the outlines. All right. So I'll try to play it. <laughs> no, but, but that's, that's the good thing with, uh, even though we had these, uh, outlines, a lot of the actors we worked with are like super talented, uh, like Vernon Wells, uh, comes to mind. We gave him the outline. So we we'll, we might give one actor or uh, the outline of the whole thing uh, so they can steer it in a certain direction. So we give, uh, and it's usually the big names. So we give Greg, Dave, Vernon the outline. And uh, Vernon really studied it. He came in character. And I feel like we barely gave him notes. If, if we give him notes, he'll be like, okay, can you shorten this bit? Or maybe can you put this here? We need the camera here, stuff like that. He was, he was great. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, because his lines did not feel like improv to me. 
Yeah. I think maybe that speaks to his performance because um, right. you know, he has a really great voice and his delivery is really strong. So I'm like, oh, mm. I, di- I, did- I didn't think for him to be doing improv either. But wow, that's, that's oh, good. Yeah. It's all improvised. Like that whole speech at the end was improvised. I don't know where that came from. Um, but he's he's had uh, such a long career and he's been in so many films. Like, And I, I know why, because he's, he's so talented. Um, I I have a question. So, what is it like working alongside another director, like co-directing a film? Uh, with me and Rob, it works well because we're complete opposites. So our weaknesses, strengths complement each other. So he's more the like the very talkative one. He he's very resourceful. We're like, yeah, I can go and get this. Uh, so like infrared. Oh, he went and got the school. Um. He's a big talker, and then he'll like, he'll come up with like, "Hey, I've got this idea for this segment. Uh, this is like the rough outline." And then I'll go in and fill the tiny details. I'm more detail oriented, and I um, mm. keep track of things uh, with notes. I remember certain things actors said, characters said, and I'll go and tell him it, uh, and do a little like shit stirring. So like with the Greg Sestero thing, putting Josh the the sun in the middle because i knew the mistletoe scene was coming up stuff like that um and with the producing stuff because we both produced as well i would do more of like the boring stuff i guess uh, which is important um like the scheduling organizing everything stuff like that so we have very um complementing skill sets which works well because i i can definitely see i i've worked with directors um where you don't you might butt heads or you're both stubborn uh, so i can see how it goes wrong but with with rob it's it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. how many um films have you made now with rob or just in general like where you where you like directed them and stuff uh, uh from i don't know from the top of my head i've done a lot of short films but features we uh i've done three uh wow. with Rob, we we co-directed. Our first one was during COVID. It was a comedy uh, called The Other Girl, uh, which took place in an apartment mostly in this, like you know, the old mumblecore kind of films. And we shot on mini DV, mm. which uh, mm. uh, is not marketable. So, <laughs> but um, we're hoping to release that maybe next year. Uh, we're going to put more uh, more work into it because uh, we got a lot of good feedback from that film. Uh, and then we did infrared, and then we did the Christmas tapes. Um, one last question of like me bombarding you with them. Um, I like questions, don't worry. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, what was it like jumping from? Um, because you mentioned that you made like a bunch of short films beforehand. Uh, what was it like jumping from you know all these shorts that you made to like your first feature film? Oh, uh, you know what? Because me and Rob come up with, because uh, he comes from a different background, like filming background. I come from a different one. So like combining is a very different experience because uh, like the other girl was um, multicam, you know, like the Zooms, like the office, a lot of that. Uh, then we did found footage. So doing those type of films was a completely different experience for me. Um, whereas like the short films I did were a, a completely different tone. So it was quite quite a jump and then with the features we move quite fast because we have a limited budget limited time um so it's funny that 
I was actually talking uh, about it today. So there was a six minute short I did uh, that took like nine days of filming and then doing infrared, which was a similar amount of time and that's 88 minutes. So it's like, it's quite a different experience. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> same with the Christmas film. I think like total film days is probably seven, six, seven, eight. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, do you think that, um, you know, you mentioned that the shorter time or sh shorter turnaround time was mainly due to like, you know, um, limitations that you all mm -hmm. had. Do you think that like, um, it sort of like helps you all in the long run to have like those shorter turnaround times? Yes, for sure. So like with the Christmas film, we actually, I think we came up with the concept l late last year and we started filming March and uh, the final film was done early September. Wow. That's like mm -hmm. filming, uh, actually writing, filming, editing, sound, uh, coloring etc etc but we we're lucky that we have uh, a very small crew and people are very committed to getting the film done so there was a lot of hard work put into it um quite <laughs> quite an experience yeah i uh I'm excited to to uh, see you put out uh, the other girl because I know you've mentioned it to me uh, before um, outside of our podcast. Um, you know, we we do work together. So if you guys didn't know, uh, Randy and I uh, we work together. He he's a friend from work. So, uh, <laughs> I felt like you were trying to prove that you have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd rather have one good friend, Randy, than uh, than multiple people that I can't call friends, right? Um, We're good friends. But no, I think. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, I I think that uh, yeah, what you because you you mentioned the other girl uh, previously, and like I like that uh, you mentioned that you have this small crew of people, especially like. Uh, a bunch of people that, that you you can say you can call friends, right? And yep. they're all dedicated to to make it work, um, you know. Because if you have a ragtag of of people uh, working for you or working on the film, and nobody's really on the same page, mm. not everyone's there for the same goal or the same passion. And um, you know, the fact that you you've been able to do all these projects. Uh, within these like past few years like that's uh that's pretty inspiring thank me. you so um, um what one yeah. thing i want to like uh ask about further is randy how did you get your start in filmmaking cool like when did i actually start or like <laughs> or i guess like your your journey like your entire journey like you don't have to like Talk, feel free to talk as little or as much as you want about it. <laughs> uh, oh, Kevin, I know about Randy's uh, origin story. Yeah, he started no. when he was 13 years old. He picked up the camera and uh, just started rolling. No, I'm <laughs> that, that is actually correct, but I was 13 years old. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, are you being reading about me? Um, I read your, I read your oh, bio on Vimeo real quick and, oh, uh, okay. like, the other day, and I, I just all I remembered. <laughs> we have a good memory. Yeah, so when I was 13, because uh, my dad used to make uh, short films with his friends and I used to help on set. Uh, so I, I was pretty inspired by that and I started making short films with my friends. I had uh, the camcorder, didn't know what I was doing, but we used to make little dumb. Uh, we started with like a comedy and then we did like 
you know when you're teenage boys and you're like let's do an action film and it turns out oh, pretty shit so oh a lot God, of, i've done that <laughs> yeah a lot of that um yeah and <laughs> the, my directing style is very different now i remember there was one time where <laughs> i asked my friend hey do you want to do this short film and he was like as long as you don't shout at me and i was like oh shit <laughs> so i used to get like oh, no. big ego on set. I'm, I'm not like that now. um but yeah so they they helped me a lot and it was, it was a lot of fun and it's been a fun journey i went to film school uh in university in england uh yeah then i moved here didn't do film for a while and then i met um helped in a short film and a lot of people i met on that short film i uh very close with today who some of them helped on the christmas tape so it's been quite quite a journey now um with that said um how do you feel about Sacramento as a whole? Uh, you know, because it seems like you've made multiple films here during this during your stay here so far. Um, what are your like opinions on Sacramento as a whole in terms of um, being sort of like film friendly at all, or like thoughts on the film community here? Yeah, actually, what I like about here is see, obviously, I'm from London, and London is such a big place. Like millions of people live there, so it's like. There are lots of people who do film, but what I like about Sacramento is that it's a small community and a lot of people know each other. So like someone will say, hey, do you know this person? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know that person. I've seen uh, this thing they've done or I've worked with them. Um, actually, a lot of people I work with now, I've seen on like Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have a guy, Dylan, who joined us recently. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I've seen his stuff on, on uh, Facebook. So it's like cool to know him. And I really like that close-knit community. Um, it's cool. And you don't get them that in many places. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of your uh, hopes for the future of this community? Oof. That's a good question. Um, I like. I want to see it like, grow more and more. Um, but but I want them to keep that... Uh, what's the word? That intimacy, that closeness, I like that a lot. Because uh, a, a few years ago, a lot of people were saying, uh, yeah, Lady Bird was, was made in Sacramento and it's going to be the new Hollywood. I, I don't think it's going to be the new Hollywood. Uh, I hope maybe eventually, but because I think Lady Bird was, a lot of it was actually filmed in LA, even though it took place in Sacramento. Because mm. um, I don't think they can sustain a big industry like that but i i think that they can definitely keep growing especially a lot of people from the bay area moving to sacramento mm -hmm. and um mm, randy i think you're you're better than the lady bird you're you're gonna be the next male uh, greta gerwig <laughs> great thank you richie that's the best compliment i've had all week what one um one sort of like question to top off that last that most recent round of them is um what are some of your and or sort of like lofty goals like in like let's say like the next five five to like ten years for yourself? Like I know that that's kind of like a bit out there, but you know, what are some of your like dreams that you hope to like envision as like a filmmaker? Oh, I've never been I've never been asked that. Um I So I wanna keep working with uh, my co director Rob. Um, he's he's so much fun to work with. Uh, hopefully, make this full time 
a full-time thing because you know like a lot of filmmakers when they style they're balancing their job and they're doing filmmaking uh but with each film actually from the beginning for me each film i do i try to improve i try to build upon it and i want to keep doing that uh so i next year what we're planning on doing is moving away from found footage and doing the more traditional uh kind of film uh, it'll be like thriller horror um so that'll be interesting to see the dynamic between me and Rob, because usually he films, uh, and this time he's not going to be filming, so we're both going to be purely directing. Um, but yeah, just keep building, meeting more uh, industry, bigger names. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where, <laughs> where I'll end up. But I, I like the idea that uh, people are seeing the films that we make, and I want to keep building upon that. Even if they don't like it, uh, or they like it. It's just getting your name out there, which I like. Yeah, because you're like... I mean, I think uh, one key takeaway that I just took was, um, you know, when you mentioned that you want to, like, continue co-directing with Rob because, you know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I've been... I mean, I've mentioned it a few times on our podcast before where it's like I've been a part of, like, certain film sets where the energy is just off. Yeah. Um, it seems like there's, like, no support in place for some of the like key members of it you know for instance like let's say that you have the the writer director uh pulling together like all their friends and they don't have a ton of resources and everybody's there just you know purely out of the the goodness of their heart but at the same time uh they're kind of not entirely into it and i've seen like people kind of like turn away from filmmaking as a whole due to like bad or like negative experiences yes so hearing the fact that like you you have like such a great time, you know, working in like to me, like co-directing with another person, like I can't fathom that because I've, I've, I, of course, <laughs> haven't done that myself. Right. Um, but to be able to like relinquish a certain amount of control and to like collaborate on ideas and be like, oh, no, this isn't working. We should do it this way. And then have the other person like come at it with their own perspective. It seems like you both are like you both have the same, you know, end goal in mind, which is like, uh, to make the best possible, you know, story that you can possibly make, but you're also able to, you know, not, uh, step on each other's toes by, you know, to the the point where it doesn't make it enjoyable anymore. Yeah. Um, even, and I 100% agree with you. There's it, uh, initially a long time ago, I'd be like, I don't want to co-direct, but uh, working with Rob is, is fun. First of all, that's the important thing. Like You need to enjoy what you're doing. And a lot of people who come on our sets always tell us, hey, it was a lot of fun. I'd like to do it again. So keeping it fun really helps. Um, we don't get offended easily. So if I say something, I'm like, hey, how about we do this? Rob will be like, nah, I don't think so. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then he'll come up with something like, right, yeah, let's do that. So it's like there's not this ego thing. Um, right. And we're not scared to shoot each other down. So actually, when we uh, started The Other Girl, the very first day on set, it was kind of this weird feeling like, oh, God, okay, I don't want to tread on his toes. I don't want to tread on his toes. It was like the directing wasn't as strong, and then the actors were feeling it. And then after afterwards, we talked like, hey, okay, how about we? you focus on this thing and you focus on this thing? Uh, after every take, let's talk to each other. Then we'll give notes to the actors. And stuff like that really helps having some sort of system in place. Um, so generally, when me and Rob work together, he will focus on K 
camera stuff. So a lot of the found footage, even though in the film a certain character is holding a camera, it's always Rob. I think the Christmas tapes, the only bit where there was a few moments where a character would be, an actor would be holding a camera, but I would say 90% was him. So he'd be focusing on the camera. Uh, I'd be doing more taking notes, stuff to give to the actors, and then Rob would chime in with actors' notes. Uh, I do the edit. So it's, it's split pretty evenly. Even the producing, like I said, I'll do the more like boring stuff, which I find more fun. Uh, and he would do all the like talking to people. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. And I, um, what you, what you just said is like, uh, like this certain thought is coming to me where I feel like both of your, uh, your co-directing styles, it also is it's very beneficial for the type of like film productions that you're doing where, you know, you are working with like some of these more renowned like actors where their time is even more limited. Right. And let's say somebody in the area, for instance, and you know, while you're off like tending to these, uh, to the finer details and Rob's like focusing on, you know, getting the image and like some of the more broader details, um, like you two are maximizing the time and resources that you both have and that everybody else has working on set to, you know, sort of walk out, walk out of it with a completed project. Like I, my, that is a lot of, uh, respect to you both. Like <laughs> my, my hat, my hat is, or my beanie is off to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. Uh, but but we're we're both very dedicated to what we do, so it's it's always fun. Even like when we're down to the wire in August, we had to do all these deadlines and stuff. Um, I still had a lot of fun. It was stressful, and chest pains. Thought I was gonna have a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> Rob losing even more hair than he really has. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but it's fun because he 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 will go and just do it. I will just go and do it. You have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy what we do because what you were saying before about uh, people getting negative, uh, having like negative experiences and getting pulled off. I've been there. Like when I was younger, um, working with certain directors because uh, I used to do more camera stuff when I was uh, younger and then I'd done more directing. Just things going wrong. Um, don't let it put you off. Right. If you if you enjoy it, then you're gonna keep going. You're gonna be determined. You can come out your show. Yeah, there's a certain level of like charm that you guys both have, and <laughs> the fact that like you both have, you know, different specialties. Right. Like you said, Rob is more the talkative one, the one who uh, you know operates the camera. Like I can totally see that. Like in you know. You're the one who's uh, seemingly like more analytical and the, on the acting side and giving notes and stuff. And um, yeah, I seeing that come together and, and how you both like relinquish your own egos just to, you know, make a, a really good film. Um, right. Yeah, hats hats off to you, to you both, right? And um, yeah, and I can tell like you guys have a wealth of knowledge and film, and and, and seeing that uh, you start off with found with found footage. And then uh, I want to see you guys do other things. And um, yeah, like I'm even speaking to Rob before, like he he has so many um, <laughs> movies that I feel like nobody else would know about. And he always knows, like he always knows about those movies. Yeah, like, yeah. I've never once brought up a movie where he just did not know about that movie at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
I think there's only been like once or twice where he's like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, yes, I got him. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, definitely having having Rob and you know like uh, and having you like you guys bounce off each other really well. It seems like, and okay. I can't wait for for you guys to to do more in the future. Like after seeing Infrared, uh, after seeing that for the first time, I already knew that um, you guys have like potential to do to do more. And then seeing Christmas tapes, like I, I, I really want to see like what else you guys can do. So, um, yeah, hats off to you, uh, to you both. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Um, I'm going to watch Infrared, um, especially because I used to live over by that school that you all filmed at. <laughs> yep. Um, I would walk by there a lot and be like, oh, that seems like it'd be a cool film location. And then, <laughs> and then I find out that you both like made a movie there. You know and- what the irony is that, um, we didn't want to approach the school because we thought a lot of people probably asked to film there. And then when we asked to film, they said, no one has ever asked. Oh. <laughs> and now it's closed out. They're like closing it down for something. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's weird what the, the inner critic does. And it just like automatically assumes like, Hey, don't do that. Like everybody else does it. It's like, imagine how many other people are thinking that same exact thing. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy, like, like, I really want to see what you all like continue to make. Um, I think that you're doing a lot of great work for the community here and like what Pat said earlier, like, it's like, oh yeah, I recognize that place that you all filmed at. Like it, it makes it all the more enjoyable for me as like a local here or sort of a transplant here. Um, it's like making me appreciate the city more and more as I like struggle to figure out if I'm going to like continue being here or not. Like (laughs) I'm finding myself like enjoying it, enjoying the time that I have here more, more so. For sure. Sacramento is great. I really like it. Um, yeah. Uh, I feel like we had such a great discussion, great conversation about the film and, you know, and getting to know your origin story, Randy, and how you became a filmmaker. Like, um, hope that you continue to pursue that. Um, you know, uh, don't leave us here at Futures uh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, I, I can definitely see like a, a really bright uh, future, uh, no pun intended, for you, for your um, <laughs> filmmaking career. <laughs> Good one, Richard. I can see why uh, the, the podcast is named after you. <laughs> thank you I, I think i'm living up to the name now <laughs> uh but no uh yeah on a, on a serious note though uh, i i do see um yeah really really good things uh for you and, and for rob in, in the future and i would love to see more like uh of your individual work as well so um yeah do we have any uh closing thoughts uh before we well, i don't want to take up too much of your time so well, uh I, I would just yeah. like uh, Randy to like plug the film again, like where people can, you know, see it at the f- at the uh, premiere, you know, especially any local listeners or anything. Uh, yeah, so the film will be shown at Tower Theatre in Sacramento on Wednesday the 14th, and then it should be streaming and on video and demand uh, Friday the 16th in December. Mm-hmm. And um, also, if you want to like plug anything of your own, 
Um, if you have like films that are online for other people to see on like YouTube or Vimeo, feel free to plug that stuff as well. Uh, no, just check out the Christmas tapes. Uh, I'm curious to hear everyone's feedback because um, it seems like, like I said before, everyone is picking. Oh, this is my favorite segment. This is my favorite segment, and it's all different. So I'm glad like you guys like the Greg segment the most. Uh, that was something new. Uh, yes, I'm just curious to hear what people say. And yeah, um, Patrick, any uh, closing thoughts before we head out? Uh, I just look forward to seeing more, especially because it's you know, local based. I, uh, I can't wait to see you guys grow as a production company. And uh, hopefully when you're big and famous, you'll remember me. <laughs> need it when you need an annoying PA or something. <laughs> I remember I'll that one five. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you want to carry the sandbags all day? <laughs> you can meet the sandbag. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll lay on the sand. Actually, that's easy. No, no, I'm not gonna make you do that. No, I'll, I'll, I'll run food or something. I'll say thank you, sir. Anytime. <laughs> but uh, thank you for coming on the. Thank you, podcast thank you, thank you. and sharing your film with us it means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Randy. It was a real pleasure. Yes, uh, uh, Randy uh, Nunlow Jr., thank you for joining us. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you uh, on the Late Film Podcast. <laughs> and um, yeah, that does it for our episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow us at Late Film Podcast on Instagram. And yeah, can't wait to uh, yeah see more from you in the future, Randy. Thank you, Richard. I would like to see you and the podcast uh, that's named after you more as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, yeah, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>